0: Warriors Life Podcast 2023 featuring Fonzie, Episode 26, brought to you by the Warriors Mad Legends at Kings Container Crew. Head to kingscontainercrew.com. That's Kings with a Z. If you are on the hunt for container packing and unpacking solutions in Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne, Perth, Auckland, Christchurch, uh, hit the work with us tab. Thanks, Kings. Now, if I sound a bit flustered and uh, like I've got a bad case of déjà vu, that's because it's about the fifth time I've read that intro out. Uh, Kick problems up the wazoo first we did the first eight minutes of the pod with uh, me not hitting record and then it's all fallen apart since then Um, internet issues um, me dropping out it's pretty much all my fault I can say as well but we're looks like we're off and running again I've got Fonzarelli here with me Uh, Sam St George making his first appearance since 2021 we thought he was going to be a one pod wonder but he's back and better than ever And uh, just waiting on another fella to rejoin us, uh, Patreon subscriber Shannon Griffiths. He's heard all this already, so he's not missing much. Uh, But, boys, how are we? Feeling a little bit jaded after um, me leading you down this path?
1: No, Will, I'm used to it from Brad. It's it's a bit unusual coming from you, I've got to say. But um, I'm thinking with Sammy here, like Sammy's the new Will and you're the new Brad, and that explains sort of what's going on here, you know, like the the technical gremlins just it's moved down the, the wires and gone to your place. But, uh, no, good to be on. Good to be on with Sammy and Shannon, who's a uh, good lad, actually, so looking forward to him jumping on shortly. Um, and um, looking forward to uh, look, having a look at that Rabbitohs game and where that leaves us overall. And uh, looking forward to Will's ladder review segment that I'm sure is going to... Be the, you know,
0: dominate the last half hour of the pod, Sammy. You're back, uh, for your second appearance, but first for a while. And I'm guessing most people might not have uh, caught your episode that you were on a couple in 2021. Um, so a bit of background on you, mate. You're up there in Bangalore, New South Wales, Northern Rivers after a stint in Sydney, but you are a Kiwi boy. Yep, Kiwi boy. Uh, moved over to Sydney,
2: um, late 20s and uh over here with my wife and got a small little family now which is nice so um yeah try to get back to nz and the bay of islands where my family's from when i can but uh at the moment very happy to be over the ditch and um loving what i'm seeing from the boys this year so
0: no, no all going well and um i did ask you before we've done this already um sammy says sorry to make you repeat again mate but um I, I just mentioned before when I'm, I moved to Australia for six years when I was 26, and uh, league was one way I felt sort of connected with New Zealand through supporting the Warriors and and the Kiwis, and obviously like yourself, uh, league mad since so I was uh, a young fella. But um, I take it's the same for you, mate, that you uh, that supporting the Warriors and rugby league is you know a way to sort of maintain your uh, Kiwi heritage while you're over there. A bit of a patriotic on it yep
2: absolutely i was lucky when i moved over i had the, the mates that i had who were in sydney were mad league fans so we uh went to as many warriors games as we could and that passion has continued obviously it's been some horrible years but we've stuck through it and uh it's coming good now so now i, I have a little bit of bragging rights with you know roosters mates
0: and things like that now which is nice yeah, good to hear, mate. And uh, if you guys can just take the lead here while I try and uh, draft Shannon Cooking. and Fonz, uh, t- take us, I guess we'll get started on Friday's uh, loss to the Rabbitohs, pretty deflating stuff. Um, yeah. Fonz, what's yeah. your take on it, mate?
1: Thanks, mate. Yeah, look, um, obviously last week I was here talking to Will about, um, you know, the towing up the Dragons um, and, you know, a lot of people had us. Oh, hang on, hang on! Here we are. Here oh, he man. is. Looks like uh, he's been for a
0: storm. Hey, boys! Kick storm. He has He's, he's got a, a, a peek behind the curtain of uh, this Warriors Life podcast and realised that it's um, not all it's cracked up to be. We're about half an hour down and got about three minutes of recording done. Uh, Shannon, welcome in, mate, and thanks for putting up with this um, catastrophe, <laughs> the comedy of errors, <laughs> but. We're yeah.
1: live and rolling, Shannon, and you've missed nothing, mate. You heard it all the first time. so Yeah.
0: Fantastic. But so we man. will get you to, I um, think it was we the first uh, the first stop we had was um, just as we were introducing you, mate. So take us through your background. You're oh, yeah. born in New Zealand, but a, a long-term Brisbane boy.
3: Yeah. So born in Christchurch, New Zealand. Moved to Australia when I was seven years old. Lived in uh, North Queensland originally, so it was all rugby league mad up there so that's when I've got my first taste of rugby league um started watching like all the games Scott got into the Broncos and the Cowboys and then around I think probably middle of um start of high school I sort of started going nah you know what I like the Warriors hey eh? they're from New Zealand I'm from New Zealand gonna start going for them um uh, sort of like the underdog story and you know all the players like really I was really inter- interested in all of them and then um yeah, the year after I finished high school, we made the grand final. And I'm like, yep, Warriors for life, mate. And just, yeah, it's haven't looked back since. So it's been a t- tough road with some a lot of lows, but also a lot of highs. So, yeah, I love the Warriors. And, uh, yeah.
0: yeah one
3: there. So that was the 2011
0: grand final, I take it? Yeah,
3: yeah, 2011 grand final, yeah. Still not over it yet, I don't think. <laughs>
0: uh, Shannon's rocking the original 2003 uh, Warriors jersey. It's yeah. become Hot Property, the reissue. No one can get their hands on one, but uh, looking very sharp there, mate. Thanks now, much. Shannon, give,
3: you, give your, uh, your work a plug there, mate. You do, you're actually do some podcasting yourself? Yeah, I do a, uh, a movie podcast, essentially just um, reviewing movies and stuff. It's called Shan Talks Movies. It's on Spotify if you want to give that a listen. Uh, it's basically just me talking about uh, new releases and stuff and, uh, what I thought about it and why you should see it or why you shouldn't see it. And I get the occasional guest on every now and again as well. So if will be looking for some more.
1: Are these movies on Red Tube, mate? Or on, oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not those type of movies, mate. Oh, Alright,
3: No, yeah. yeah okay. uh, we'll yeah, well can talk about a few if you what's, want. <laughs> what's Red Tube, uh, Fox? I don't know. Mate.
1: I've seen it on, seen it on one, of me, one of the ads on This Story's Life at some point. But um,
0: it no, will very get, good. Uh, We'll have, we'll embed uh, Shannon's latest episode in the article for this episode, so you can check it out. Uh, So, yeah, we'll get stuck into Friday's game, Uh, you were saying, Fons?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I was saying we caught up last week, Will, and um, I was fairly critical of the performance against Saints, even though we won by a margin, and um I copped a bit for that, actually, just, you know, on Twitter and that kind of thing, saying, oh, why are you being so negative? But, you know, like, I I think the South game is exactly why. You know, so you look at the Saints game, some errors that probably don't need to be there if you want to be a top team. Well, we, you know, our completion was poor this week. Um, Intensity in stages of the game was off against Saints. With Saints, it was at the start. We back-ended it, and I felt like this time was the other way around. Came out with the intensity, but didn't have it for 80, um, sort of a few players not quite where they need to be in the performance. But, um, yeah, so I, I found the Rabbits game probably helped me sort of set where the, the level of the team is at, if I'm honest. Um, I think, you know, the wet weather is a massive factor because at the start of the year we all said, right, or most of us said, we're short of prop, we're short of quality prop, and Webby made many of us, including me, look a bit silly with that because the way he's got our middles playing, where he relies on, you know, the ball playing of your taws and your walkers and decoy runs or short passing or sort of cutbacks and angles, the way he's got he uses that to move us up the field means we don't need those big bodies. But when you get into a a, a bog, right, you get into a wet ass track, you can't do that as easy. And so Potentially the the lack of a, the quality middles gets us found out a little bit, and then you look at um, Barnett playing edge because got a couple of players out, and that doesn't help because he's a you know he's a he's a good middle that isn't available in the middle. So you know there's a few things there you can look at. Um, bad luck with the Fenua Blake um, simbin, which I don't think was a simbin, or if it was, there should have been another one earlier in the game to them. Um, So you can sort of look at that as well and then you know you can sort of tell a story of this game where we had the dominance early probably didn't get enough points out of that then the Fenua blake things happen all of a sudden we sort of feel unjustified to be down and on the back foot and then we start chasing the points looking at the scoreboard knowing it's wet and we're doing that we start going more sideways to find space and you know south muscle up tough in the middle and it's just not there and so you know slowly it gets away from us and that compounds so like there's there's a lot of reasons you can tell a story around this game to say it's not going to be typical of the rest of the year but i think it does show a few things in this squad that probably mean we're not quite there but um very interested to hear what the boys think about this because you know when the the group i was having beers with you know four or five Warriors fans, and shout out to Cal and those boys. Um, you know, we, we all had different takes at the end of this one. So what do you reckon, Shannon? How do you look at it?
3: Yeah, I was – um after the game, I was a bit more optimistic. But during the game, I was like, oh, what's going on? The, back to the old Warriors, you know, of old. That nothing's clicked in this game. And I was trying to figure out why they had three opportunities to take the two, and they turned all three of them down and just tried to score it every play. And I was like, that's not – that's truly not the game plan. I don't know what they're doing. Um, but I'm thinking it would have been nice if we could have beaten the Rabbitohs, especially after not having beat them in over five years. But yeah, I'm not looking at that game as like, Oh no, we're going to miss the finals now. You know, our season's over. I'm thinking it's going to be a good lesson for them to do, you know, to get together this weekend and try to learn from those mistakes from the last week and try yeah. and put together a good performance and, Get back on track, so hopefully we can, you know, still aim for the top four that we are. I don't know it seems like a bit of a pipe dream, but hopefully we can still make that happen somehow. Do, do you reckon
1: Except- it showed any any um, like? Also, let me put it another way: Where do you reckon we lost that
3: game? Oh, what what uh, is too many errors? I reckon, and just they weren't. They didn't look like they were playing as a team like they have the last three weeks. Mm. Yeah, not you know, playing to
0: the conditions was seemed to be the key. Yeah. Especially, like, I think they may be, as you said, fons they felt unjustifiably down at half-time, um, and even just conceding that try at South's first visit down to our end kind of put us on our heels, and they just seemed to be playing a bit more frantic. The first 20 minutes had been a cruise because the Rabbitohs were piggybacking us out of, of our end. Six penalties to none, uh, you know, probably should have put more than one try on, but our attack besides the uh, try score and play that Egan did down the short side wasn't up to much. And all of a sudden at six all with you know, when rabbit hadn't had any possession or territory and yeah, this looked a bit shaken up and yeah, the lateral attack was pretty frustrating to watch. And in those conditions, it was obviously never gonna work. South defended it well and started dominating the middle and it was one way traffic from there. But, um, Sammy, you've been at, you've been at Mount Smart probably more than any of us, mate. Probably some wet and slippery nights. Uh, surprised to see the Warriors play like that in conditions where you usually, in past years, say, you know, this will suit the Warriors. They're used to it. Uh,
2: I wouldn't say surprised because I'd seen the Roosters game earlier in the season. Um, so it was a bit of a carbon copy of that one. I just... I think we just lacked footy smarts at key areas of the game. I mean, when it's wet like that, you've got to kick early. You've got to chase hard. I think we waited to the last of the lot, which put pressure on last kick options. And I don't think, you know, the amount of good grubbers or, or good kicks that went in the end goal, I, I can't even remember one, um, which put pressure on their back three at all. So I think we ran the ball a lot in the fifth, which is fine in those conditions, but would have liked to see a few more sort of short kicks. And, um as Webby said, I think we went well away from our game plan. I think the first half was strong. I think we, we dominated field position for the most part. I mean, we were fortunate to get a lot of penalties there, but when things started not going our way and we found ourselves down 12-6 at time, I think we, uh, we, we lacked patience. We lacked smarts and we, we tried to play around them and, and things got uh, out of control pretty quickly. And they, they played the perfect game. I mean, they, they just did not make any mistakes. The, the kicks that Sean put into the air... They all caught them. They had some great takes that back three, and um, they didn't allow us to get back in the game. So I think it's really full credit to them for how they played. Um, I wouldn't say it's panic stations for us. I, I hope that it's a big learning lesson and gets us back on track. Um, but we won't know that until after this week.
0: So will make us a bit uh, a bit nervous next time. I'll be. I checked the Sydney forecast for Saturday just out of. Out of a bit of concern of how we're playing the wet weather, it's looking pretty dry down there this weekend. But yeah, it's it is a I'll need to, as you mentioned, Sam. The Roosters' game was a carbon copy. Uh The Rabbitohs probably just did it a bit better than the Roosters did it at putting us away, and they played perfect wet weather footy. But yeah, we're a real concern. If we've got what four or five more games in New Zealand before the end of the regular season, good chance of it being a bit wet. So. Hopefully they can uh, play the conditions a bit better. But yeah, um you made a good point. It's probably one of the standouts for me of the the fifth tackle option, especially in the first half. But um, you know, trying to run it when it wasn't really there, like why not poke it through to the the end goal? It's always a bit of a lottery in these conditions. Sean's one of the best at it, or we'll pop it into the air to the corners. Um, you know, a couple of a bit of a reshuffled back line for South and it just didn't happen. I think it was probably about the hour mark where we um where we found the end goal and forced a, a, a repeat set, and then Mitch Barnett uh, threw a four-pass on the first tackle, and that was pretty much game over. So, yeah, tactically, a uh, fair bit to, to work on, I think, from that one. Well, let's dig into that a bit more then. So, um,
1: Shan, I'll go to you. So, um, Freddie Lusick's on the bench, yes. gets, gets zero minutes. Egan plays 80 in the wet, does a lot of tackling. Um, whereas they started Havili, who's more your your big body tackling back rower who plays hooker, and then brought Cook on. And I thought the game flipped on its head when Cook came on at around the mm. 17th, 18th minute. You know, is that is that something where we missed a trick there, where we could have played Freddie from the start? What do you think about that?
3: Yeah, I definitely think so because um, it's the couple of games where Egan's come off the bench, It's he's been a really good impact player. And yeah. I think Lusick's quite good. At doing what he's doing, he's like a good replacement for Egan in that sense as well. And I just think for him not to be used at all was a mistake because I use using a bench spot as well, you know. So just not sure what the idea was behind that. What do you reckon? Shot. Yeah, thought. what do you reckon, Sammy? What,
1: what, you reckon? <clears throat> uh,
2: yeah, I mean, hindsight's a good thing. I mean, last six a, a different body to Havili. He's not a, a, a big yep. sort of uh, a back rower kind of mould hooker. So yep. Defensively, um, he can hold his own, but he's not as strong defensively as Havili is. So perhaps, you know, when when things are similar in, a, in another game at Mount Smart or, or wherever it might be in those conditions, Webby might change things up. But um, yeah, I didn't think that had too much to do with the game. I think it was just more tactically we went away from what Worked for us in that first kind of thirty minutes, and um, and lost our I lost our way in that second half, and just just got beaten by a better side. And I think it's a good wake up call to the fans to really understand where this team is at. Because I think there's there's four teams there uh, up the top there, and then there's a, another chunk underneath that, and I think we're in that chunk. So um, we're not a top four side at the moment. We are building to it, um, but we're far from
0: it. It's interesting. This you say that Sam. I think you know. To me, Kenrith and Souths probably again now after the after that slump buster, they look like the only top four teams to me. I don't think Brisbane's a top four team yet. It, it is sort of those two look a bit bit classier. I think, and Brisbane are still finding their way to there. Cronulla's sitting in third. They they don't look top four material quite yet. So it is a yeah interesting comp. Um, a good one to be sort of around that seventh, eighth mark at this stage of the season. I don't we really want to get too laddery around dead fonts? But, um, you know, the, it's, it's certainly not worth uh, panicking as far as that sort of about where we are situated this far out goes. I
1: forgot to tell you about the letter I got from the NRL. Um, I, I said it on the fail podcast we did recorded about an hour ago. But um, yeah, no, the NRL sent me a letter basically asking me to cease and desist from setting up a rival ladder and from um, slandering their ladder. Um, so I, I won't be doing any more uh, negative commentary on the ladder. It is what it is. And you going to look at it and draw what you want from it. Um, let me ask the boys another one here. So um, average set distance for us, it's 35 metres for them. It's 41. And so, Let's think about it's hard to know because I always look at Rugby league as like a, a machine where it's, it's, it's on a loop, right? like the baggage at the baggage handling um, conveyor belt at the airport, right where this bit feeds into that bit, feeds into that bit and it, it all goes around. But <clears throat> if you look at that, do you, is your take from having watched a game that we lost it in our middle carries and our line speed? Or was that mainly a kicking game thing where they had us turned around, trapped in corners, and um, as a result, our sets were getting off to a slow start? Because I think we lost this game in the middle third of the field um, plus errors. You know, those two things together compounded to cause us to lose it. What was your sense of the ebb and flow of that middle, the ruck, the control, the field position?
3: Start with you, Shannon. Yeah, that's a great question. I think... I just feel like the Rabbitohs just had us figured out from the start of the game. I think they just knew what we were going to do and how we were going to do it, and they just figured out a way to, you know, just beat us through the middle and figure out what we were going to do at every given point, especially with all Sean's kicks. They sort of, you know, they knew where they were going to land and they had no struggles with that at all, like catching them or anything like that. It just, it didn't, honestly, didn't feel like the same Warriors team from the week before, so I'm not sure what went wrong, but... Yeah, definitely agree. It's definitely something like
1: that. Yeah. Sure. Well, just to add on to that, I noticed early doors, right? So we, we, when we had um, dominance in that first twenty minutes, the ball would go to SJ. He was getting absolutely rushed, right? And so, yeah. to to counter that, you've got to do some smart things through the middle, hit some angles into the, know into, into that, you know, the. Um, your thirteen's probably got to run some angles to open up some space through the middle that sucks them in and spins it out and in the wet we struggle with that and I think that's part of it, I think part of it is the way we solve that problem doesn't work in the wet, uh, but I think you're right, I think they they had our our measure in, in that sense what do you reckon Sammy?
0: Uh,
2: I found in the first half I felt we we were really dominant um, going set for set with them yeah. um, I think it was just in good ball we we made the same plays, had the same shape as we had in previous weeks. And what they were doing was just jamming up on that, whether it was chance, whether it was the centre, forcing yep. them to do a real quick pass in the wet. And even if it would go to Dallin or Montoya, they had cover because yep. of the conditions to to get around to that. So I felt we just had to just keep it on the edges, play through the middle and just keep doing that in good ball. Um, I think we just went back to our habits of what worked, which is natural, right? Um, yeah. But in those conditions, just didn't work out. And then when the errors come in the second half, you obviously your uh, your you set completions and yardage is going to um, hurt from that. So I would have loved to see what it was at halftime. I think it probably would have been even, maybe in in, in favor of us. But then obviously the errors and us trying to, you know, chase the game. I think stats uh, tell that story at the end that um, things uh, things changed a lot in that second half and got a lot worse.
1: I'll tell you exactly what it was at half-time in a set because I always screenshot the halftime stats in the live updates, so I've got them. But, Will, um, while I'm doing that, I'll direct one to you. Um, did Cody Walker teach your mate Sean Johnson how to play wet-weather footy?
0: Yeah, he certainly did. and we play him back into a New South Wales jumper on Friday? Um, Cody was awful yeah. against the Titans a week earlier. Well, only five days earlier, actually. We've mentioned South Ronnie on a five-day turnaround. Um, but he was outstanding um, on Friday night against us. Um, yeah, that was a pretty key moment there. Obviously, Sean's defence has been great all year, but came up with a pretty crucial miss when he shot out of the line and missed Cody. And then he just popped that ball over the top for uh, Alex Johnson to score the second try. But he was yeah, excellent throughout, or for that last hour at least. Cody and um, unfortunately did outpoint Sean. Um, yeah, kudos to, to Walker for playing to the conditions, but it was, you know, it's exactly what he can do. He's a pretty mercurial type player and he um, took responsibility for changing the Rabbitohs' fortunes around with mentioning that the Rabbitohs had conceded 28-plus points in their past five games, only winning one. So it really was quite a revival for them, especially with Mitchell still out, Campbell Graham pulling out late. So,
1: yeah. So on, no, I think that's fair on on your um, question, Sammy. So at half time, actually, the discrepancy in set distance was worse. So they were they were doing forty five meters a set, and we were doing thirty four. Um, wow. So, so the story of that first half was. We had more good ball off the back of their errors and penalties, that made it seem like we were dominant. But in actual fact, um, they were <clears throat> winning run meters, post contact meters, set distance, and all of those things. So it shows you, and if you um, if you're getting piggybacked, you can overcome all that stuff. But then over the course of the game, as we started making errors and and they didn't, it just ground out to that 28-6. or oh, sorry, you know that 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 margin we ended up with um interestingly though we were winning tackle breaks so somehow we were doing enough with a ball to be breaking tackles and you know sort of but it wasn't translating to set distance so I don't really know how, (laughs) how to make a assessment of that um but yeah Cody I mean so SJ had this sort of kick to Alex Johnson right kick into the corner nice and high um to Alex Johnson and Webby said in the post-match interview, well, he's a right-foot kicker sitting on the right, so he's going to be kicking there because that's that's where he's going to go. But it was to your point, I think, was it Shannon or, or Sammy? One of you said, well, why not kick a bit earlier, right? So you've you've got a bit more freedom. You're not getting the kick pressure because you're on the fourth. You can maybe direct it to the, yes. the other side. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think um, there's a little bit for Webby to think about coming out of this in terms of how he might have done things differently too, just quietly.
0: Even though I love Webby. I'm just on the Simbin. Now, we've had a shitload of players Simbin this year. Uh, Adam Fanil Blake was the eighth, and yes, he was pretty unlucky, but probably something we'd want to um, cut down on, I think. Only two players Simbin against us. Um, the disappointing, it probably hasn't been that big of a deal because it hasn't cost us that badly. I think I've uh, sent the stat out after the Dragons games. We had someone bin in and I think it was a try piece during those ten minutes. Would outscored teams 26-24 with a player in the bin uh, before last weekend, scoring tries in five out of those seven times that were a man short. Um, yeah, only once, uh, only one game that we uh, that we didn't score a try it was when we had the two two binned against Penrith. We didn't score any points during those uh, during those ten minute stints. Uh, but yeah, that was not being able to defend. I guess being a man short cost us this time, and it was pretty. Soft try, I guess. Um, I forget who who scored that one. Was it Cameron Murray going through a yawning gap? Yeah, it was. Yeah, just just a few things just that didn't line up with what we've seen from just about every other Warriors performance. Even even elements of um, of the Roosters game, even though it was fairly similar conditions and similar result, feel like we <clears throat> bit more resolve in that game too.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, you come immune to it, don't you? When a Warriors player gets gets sinbinned, you don't. You just kind of take it on the chin and yeah, <laughs> you just yeah. get used to it. it I think I don't know what the ruling was because they had about three or four similar ones that first no.
0: half. I them and say only got forceful for Heard them say forceful contact, and you know I didn't see a hell of a lot of difference, but it is frustrating when no. you see a bunch of uh, high tackle um, penalties, and our first one gets uh, gets ten minutes. But it's the way it rolls. Well, it wasn't just – it, it's it's massive,
1: right? So our, our middle leader goes off for 10 minutes. Now, he probably needed a rest yeah. anyway, so I'm not so fussed about that. But, you know, we're a player down in the wet for 10 minutes. Then Cameron Murray gets a free interchange, has a rest, comes straight back on, fresh league scores a try, you know. Like it's – it's yeah, it has a big impact. Sorry, Shannon, uh, you you going to say something?
3: I was just confused why Murray didn't go off for a HIA if he was – if we got, you know, Sinbin for it. With the consistency of the NRL, shouldn't he have been taken off for a HIA? If it's a forceful head hit yeah. and like, if it's forceful to the head, yeah,
1: yeah it's a fair That's question. What
0: they say it was,
3: yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, good point. Um, Any by well, any standouts for you guys? is probably the hardest game, I think, to say oh, such and such played a solid game or starred. Um, anyone that rose above, enhanced their reputations for
3: you guys. I thought Dallin played good, as good as he always does. He looked a bit gassed, though, when he almost scored that try. But I felt like he was trying the whole time and, you know, looking for his opportunities and stuff. He looked a bit hampered to me, I thought.
0: Like he was still getting stuck Hmm. in, but he looked a couple of yards of pace short. I was actually surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and obviously that was a a bit of a uh, sliding doors moment when he
3: just got a touch
0: on that uh charge down well, i was, was screaming i thought that was a try i was like
3: yeah we're coming back We've got yeah
0: this.
3: yeah something yeah. just didn't
0: uh, look right when you looked at it live something
2: just didn't look right yeah it yeah. yeah.
0: wasn't it yeah. wasn't your classic charge down and um the video No, but, no. Uh, it was too far yeah. away anyone for you sammy that you know tried their guts out and... uh
2: mitch barnett was was great i thought on the edge um yep yeah, i thought he was he was really tough it was a shame current was ruled out. And I think we're going to be hurt by it again this week um, because he would play edge and Barnett would come to the middle where I think he's a, a lot better, uh, better for the side, at least. Um, Jackson Ford was, was pretty good. Uh, not too many mistakes. I don't think, I don't think he missed too many tackles, which was decent. Um, that was about it. Yeah. It wasn't, wasn't too many others. I think Metcalf tried his guts out. I think yeah. he um, had a few good runs in the middle there and, and, uh, you know, played straight and ran the ball a lot, which I thought was good. Um,
0: but once again, you know,
2: uh, kicking game and all that kind of stuff, it all relies on SJ, doesn't it? And, uh, it just makes it tough when they're targeting him like they were.
1: It's it's funny, eh? Like, because Metcalfs, he's not SJ in kicking, but I've watched him in Cup a few times. He can kick. Like, he, he's got a kicking game. You know, like, he's not going to be your first-choice oh. kicker, but he's someone who... In time, I think he will be someone who does a third or a quarter of a team's kicking, you know what I mean? Like, But we basically don't let him kick at all. So i a bit surprised by that, especially, like I said, if you're saying, well, there's an issue where Sean's on the right, he's a right-foot kicker, therefore he's, he's kicking that way. Um, I, Yeah, I just don't know why we don't sort of trust Metcalf to have a couple of cracks. Um, I agree. I thought he was good given he had no platform and not a lot of opportunity. I thought, you know, for that. Constraining did well. Bob Barnett did great on the edge and I kind of wish we had him in the middle because um, it was a game too where if we had a new quarter hitting some real good lines on the edge, that could have opened up the middle a bit for us and helped out a bit there. So, um, yeah, so I was – but, you know, you look at all our middle forwards, their numbers are down on past weeks, um, especially per carry. Um, Bunty played – he played nearly 40 minutes, I think um, – what do you make of Bunting, Fons? You've been pretty hard on them this year. Well, I mean, I, I've sort of pointed out that we lost yardage in the sense of metres per carry, set distance. I think that was mostly um, to do with kicking game, where we were starting our sets and what momentum we had coming out of backfield. I think that's mostly it, but it certainly wasn't the case that we managed to wrestle it back through the dominance of our prop carries. Um and I'd sort of say if, if Bunty's not going to do really well for you in the wet, when is he going to do well? Because to me, that's tailor-made for Bunty, that kind of, you know, he's a heavier body and so on. So, um, yeah, but I he, he, was, he was as good as he's been in other weeks and um, other players were probably down a bit in the conditions and in the game. So I'm certainly not going to single him out in any way. But
0: this should have been his time to shine, I think. Mean. To be honest, I thought he was probably slightly better, but that opening stint he was probably made to look a bit better than maybe he was with you know all the uh, field position we had. Um, and yeah. that bumped up his stats uh, a little bit. Uh, we're interesting to see Tom Arley only get 12 minutes given that we you know didn't use another player from the bench and we were getting absolutely yeah. crushed through the, the middle. I thought we could be done with his leg speed out know, there for a bit longer and, and footwork, but. Uh, yeah. yeah, just just left uh, those guys out there and, and Dylan Walker to plug away for 44 minutes and not make too much of an impact. Um, Kings Container Crew player ratings, pretty slim pickings. I had uh, Tohu Harris, Jackson Ford, and Wade Egan as the highest scorers on 6.5, all, uh, largely because of work rate. Uh, Wade obviously set up that first or only try. Plus 49 tackles, I thought he had a few good runs too. Jackson Ford, uh, 52 tackles, pretty massive. Ran fairly strongly, just uh, an error and a couple of penalties. Um, and Tohu, uh huge 15 runs and 50 tackles. Uh, he did have a couple of uh, turnovers with sort of low percentage passes that he threw, but yeah, hard to knock him when he's uh, putting in that sort of effort. No, the, the effort was there. I don't think the effort was missing in the game,
1: but somehow the machine you know there was you think of that machine analogy again someone stuck a, a, a pole in the machine somewhere and it just stopped working as it should and you know, that was a mix of the rabbits the weather and a few other things so if, if we sort of take that and go okay so where does that leave us um i'm going to go to you boys shannon, shannon you first where does that leave us overall for the year w- where are we heading what should we be expecting um you know what's the the, the best case, worst case from you.
3: I think no matter how this, the remainder of the season like finishes up, I think it's been a great season just because of how terrible we've been the last few years. And this year, you know, we've had some really impressive wins and it's been really exciting to be a fan again. And it's, yeah, it's definitely been a privilege to rub it into the faces of your mates who always, you know, as soon as they can, they'll just give you shit about the worries. So that's been a good aspect to it. And I think, um, Webby's been great for us and so I reckon we're making the finals for sure. Yep. Hopefully. I think we will make the top eight. But I think we can reach to make the top four if we, you know, get everything together and we get some players back. We've still got a few blokes that haven't come back yet. So I reckon we can still make the push. Definitely make the push for the eight and see how we go and hopefully go deep into the finals. So not get kicked out first week would be good.
1: Mate, it's a great point around you know, let's let's step back. You know, think about the baseline we thought we were, hit, we're at preseason. Right? Yeah, look at yeah. look at the bulldogs right now. To be honest, yeah. I thought we, we'd be where the bulldogs are, and you know, maybe they'd be where we are. You well, know, we finished so, last last
3: year, it was pretty terrible.
1: Yeah, you know. Cool. So, I, I still feel like I got hit on the ass by a rainbow from you know from where we started the year. Um, Sammy, what do you reckon? Where, where do you see us heading?
2: A little bit worried about us making the eight. I've done a. I've looked at the teams around us and looked at their draws. Cowboys are coming home with a wet sail. Um, they've got a pretty good draw coming in. I don't see them losing too many more. Um, the Raiders have an incredible draw. I think it's. They've had an incredible draw. I think the whole season. I think they had about fifteen games against bottom eight sides. About nine games or whatever it was against top eight sides. Um, even though I don't yep. think they're playing that great, they're managing to get those wins. And that worries me. And then the rest of the teams above us, like Eels, Sharks, Storm, Rabbits, Panthers, I see them all finishing above where we are. So I think the next three weeks is massive. If we can, you know, get two wins out of three in those next three games, then, you know, we go into the bye and then we've got a good run home um, and we can target those games where we, we should pick up wins. But, you know, if we lose against Parramatta and then we, you know, we've got Sharks and Raiders coming up, it's going to be a nervous time, especially with the draws that the other team around
0: us have got. You think the Cowboys do come into that top eight, but then you look at the top eight and you think, well, who's going to drop out? Like, Parramatta are on a five-match winning streak. Um, Canberra, as you said, not playing that great, but nine of their last 11, they just find a way to get two points on a very regular basis. So, And, you know, there's five that look kind of dead certainties. so it's kind of out of us, the Eels and the Raiders, that would make way if there is a team from the bottom half to, to push up from and now. And yeah. don't forget about Manly either. Like Manly's,
1: you know, yeah. they beat, beat the Risers on the weekend. I don't, I don't necessarily see them coming up, but they're no lightweight either. They're a risk, I reckon. Um, and we, we play all those teams. So we got the Eels, we have got the Raiders, we have got the Sharks, we've got Manly. You know, so in a way, like if if we beat Manly in that game, that pretty much almost you know all things going sensibly, you yeah know, sensibly. We pretty much finish ahead of them, you know. If we beat if we beat the Eels, really does you know set us up. So, in a way, it's back to it's in our own hands. But we we're going to have to start knocking off some top eight teams. Is the truth of it. And exactly, yeah. you know, be, beating up on Saints, beating up on um, you know the Bulldogs, the Tigers. That's
0: not going to do it from here. We're going to have to start beating some of top eight teams. Um, after that game i was i was actually really deflated i um really disappointed and I think it was because it is the it was a familiar feeling but not recently familiar. It' was the only time I felt like that all year where you had, yeah that's it uh, didn't really feel good about the team or, or how they played like i think every even the seven losses we had or six losses before that there's something to be proud of out of all of them or you know some mitigating factors that was probably the only time where I was just a little bit gutted about how it went. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, and again, that's probably a, you know, points to how much they've improved this year is that if that's the only time I felt like this, that this year, I mean, even our good seasons, we've had some absolute meltdowns, 2011 to 2002, still, still get ducked every now and again. So, uh, yeah, pretty good spot to be in, I think.
3: I think um, Fonsi made a really good point. Um, no matter how the year's gone, we still haven't been able to. Beat any of the big four um in um Roosters, Panthers, Rabbits, or um Storm. So, you know. That's kind yep. of especially yep. we haven't beaten a lot of those teams for a long time as well.
1: I feel like Webby's he's taken our the if we had a range of performance, he's taken our bottom level performance up a couple of notches, yeah. but he hasn't yet taken the top level up. A couple of notches, if you know what I mean, and and that's fine because the fundamentals you work on first as a new coach are exactly that. They'll they'll you know take um, the inconsistencies out. They'll get you set up. You work on defense. You work on attitude. You work you work on all the bread and butter things, and then you'll start layering on the complexity and those things. You you start winning, then winning becomes a mentality. You know, you psychologically try to embed that. So I'm not surprised that that's the case. But I think what Webby's done is do all the things we need to do to make sure we're not a shit team. But yep. I still don't see that we are a really very good team. And I actually I got a bit um, full of piss and vinegar on the Friday and um, and tweeted out that I actually thought we are going to see that. You know, I, I was really disappointed on Friday as well because I thought we were going to see that. I actually thought we were going to come out, we are going to treat it like, you know, a semi-final for us and we were going to, you know... Souths were not going to be easy, but we weak, can weak Souths team. I thought we'd do a controlled discipline performance and win. And when we didn't, yeah, it did kind of hit me in the guts a bit, I've got to say. But
3: Is anyway. This, we have to beat one of these teams that we have, like, such a long losing streak against.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That, that killed me. It was such a good opportunity to, to break yeah. that Souths one, 14 in the last 15, seven yeah. straight, yeah. Yeah, because imagine um, you,
1: you get in full strength in Sydney, right, in a semi if we can't beat them in Auckland when they're cooked. Yeah, exactly. Five blokes out. Like, I mean, what are we doing in this semi against them in front of 30 40,000? You know, like, I understand the weather and all that, but we, we just have a long way to go. But that's okay. You know, like I said, yeah. we're, we're still well, well further down than than I thought we'd be at this point of the year. I'll tell you yeah,
0: what. Mate, sorry, Shannon. I'm fond's about, you know, having bring the, that uh, performance floor right up, even if our ceiling isn't gone. Up enough to be, you know, a true contender. I'd say with some some confidence that. So that was would be. I think all of us would agree that was our worst performance of the year. I think probably only Penrith haven't produced a performance worse than what we dished up last weekend in the whole competition. Yeah. That's
3: that's pretty good for that's especially special. for a Warriors team. What were you saying, Shane? Um, I was going to say, um, I was at that Melbourne game, uh, yep. Enzo game this year, and I will tell you what. I was sitting there with my dad and we are like, oh my God, are we dreaming? Is this real? Eighteen six up. up. Oh. And then we just couldn't, you know, there was a few controversial things that happened, but we just, we couldn't ice that game. And that, that was the one that would have been really good if we could have, especially on Anzac Day. We haven't beaten them for like eight years or was it since 2014? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So hopefully. Yeah, a we'll bit of a concern getting into September if we do play mm-hmm. some of those teams and we don't really get a chance to break any hoodoos before the end of the year. These are our. Probably no, our toughest really, games yeah. coming up before the bye, Parramatta, Ronella and Canberra, and then the bye, and then all bottom eight teams, I think. When was the last uh, time we beat Parramatta? That's a good question. Uh, I was thinking that. I haven't seen us yeah. beat them in years.
1: 2018. I was, out, I was out there last year. We played like bustards and got done. Then we had the the forward pass RTS thing the year before. Oh, that's right, yeah. And, and
0: I, I can't think of when we beat
2: them. We went close when Jazz got sent off Um
0: yeah, that was 2020.
2: Um, RTS scored yeah. that great, or made that great break. That's
0: right, yeah. That was that was 2019. Our um, last one was 2018 um, okay. against That's another one. Yeah, yeah. yeah actually, yeah, we both made the finals. It was a good one that too. 24-14, and we were missing Sean Johnson. A good omen with him potentially out this weekend. Mm, um, well, let's 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 finish up by oh, talking Roger, about that. Actually yeah because this is another five year
1: so it's another five-year hoodoo almost um yeah, there's only
0: four games but yeah
1: those a fine wise really significant so we got this so obviously their origin depleted so they've lost both of their halves and um their first string halves between origin and Dylan Brown getting a bit um I'm not even gonna go there <laughs> just yeah doing the wrong thing um and we've we've probably lost our first string halves so tomorrow's out Sean is almost certainly out I think Mm. um so it's our backup halves versus they're going to play Matto at six so back row at half so that tells you a bit about how that they're going to play you know um what do we think have we got it um can we turn it around that quick have we sort of got the game that can handle a para team who I think is going to play pretty simple through the middle footy.
2: Yeah, I'm a bit worried about this one. Um, I think it's all revolves around if Sean's in or he's out because um, you're carrying in. If Balkman if steps up, which is likely to, carrying two small halves and you've got Arcee, who's a, who's a big half, and then you've got Madison on the other side as a big half, and they'll just run shape at them all day. Um and the last time those halves played together, they won against Manly 34-4. I know Guffo was playing, but yeah, that's it's uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a bit of a worry. Their pack's still really good. Junior Paulo's in there. I think Hopgood will still play in those in the squad for Queensland. Um, I think it's going to be down to the forwards. Like if we just if we don't win the forward battle, we're going to lose this by by a fair margin. I'm guessing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll be we'll be a lot better if they'd uh, retained Junior Paulo as well as calling out Regan, but Gutherson's, Gutherson being out huge for me, I think. He's it's so important big, yeah. to, to what they yeah. do. Yeah. Sean yeah. Russell playing his first NRL game at fullback. Haven't sort of got much of an opinion on him playing on the wing. He's played 10 games or so. Um, played half a dozen games at fullback in New South Wales Cup a couple of years ago, but yeah, that's, that's one matchup where we're looking pretty good chance up against...
3: And as far as what we're gonna get from our number ones. Yeah, Sham, think, what do you reckon? I reckon I reckon we win and win well, hopefully. Yeah, right. Um I mean, I'm just thinking we lost to Brisbane and then we went on a three game winning streak, so hopefully we can do that again somehow. But yep. I am yeah, I'm still I mean I'm very worried. Yeah, it could be a make or break game really for us. But um hopefully we do well. Yep. So we think that, uh, be manly and, um Volkman and Metcalf in the halves then. I think that's Look, how that's what I would do. Yeah. If, if Sean's yeah, it's about out, the only it's about yeah. the only
0: option at their disposal looking at the reserve list, I think. Well you, you could you other. could put
1: Walker there. No, he's not back, yep. mate. He's he's a few yeah. weeks away, I think. Um yeah. I reckon we'll see Tim mm. Murray after that buy. That buy that's yeah. coming up. I reckon I'll play him after that. Same with Jazz. I reckon Jazz is probably after that buy. Um mm-hmm. but um yeah, I, I mean I'm kinda part of me is kind of keen to see. What Volkman Metcalf looks like in first grade because Volkman didn't go well when he's had the opportunity earlier in the year. But a lot of the talk was him and SJ just don't work because Volkman wants his hands on the ball, yeah, sort of an on the ball player. Um, and so as a fit with Metcalf, he's you know a much better fit than him and Sean. And there's some defensive issues there, no doubt, but um, yeah, I'm quite keen to see that. And if you like. Logically, if your halves are junior halves and you, you don't want to go there as much, you can play through the middle. So there's going to be a lot more going on around Wade. I would have thought if if your spine looks like that. And so, um, hopefully, sort of Wade controlling that middle on a dry track um, can can do something because he he couldn't really get going on the weekend. Wade, I thought he played well, you know, he a, he a, yeah. he, but he just couldn't get going. He couldn't get any momentum mm. going, and you know he he can. He can beat a week in Parramatta if he gets that middle rolling, you know, I think. So I'm, I'm quite hopeful as well. I'm a bit with Shannon, I think he'll
0: probably get this. Um, walkers are probably a key one as well, uh, especially if Sean doesn't play. I think he passed the ball once on, against South. Um, is that right? But he's been, yeah, crazy steady. But he's been great, obviously, in that sort of ball-playing forward department. When he's come on, he can play a huge role, I think, on on Saturday, if, um, especially if, if Sean is out. A um, couple of matchups, so i sort of run past you guys. Um, we've got Will Penasini, the hotshot Parramatta centre, up against Adam Pompey, the Rocks and Diamonds at Adam Pompey. Pompey's going in the best game team. ever. Yes. Yeah. Um, and Mike Seva up against Dallin Martini Lesniak. Um, an all star contest there between the, the inform um, tri scorers. Um, and yeah, so it's the full um, spine out for Parramatta or well, first choice. Josh Hodgson's still out. Brendan Hans, pretty handy young uh, player, excuse the pun, but not, none of the yeah, sort of blue chip spine that, that we're used to. Um you mentioned that Manly game for the Eels, um Sam. They had they had Daly and um and Tom Trabojevic out, Jack Trabojevic was still out then too. So pretty ordinary Manly uh side that night. I think um yeah, Dejan the former Warrior, and Ryan Manson might find it a bit harder to unlock our defence, hopefully. But I'm feeling pretty good, um, especially with Gutherson out. For me, that's a
3: great big one. Heaps of milestones this game too for both sides. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yep. What, Sean,
0: what, uh, if he plays, will be 200 for the Warriors. Yeah. Uh, we're Only the what, fifth player to to uh, reach that milestone after, was it Mannering, Manu, then Mavolino and Stacey Jones. Um, 200 in first grade for Dylan Walker 150 in first grade for Adam Fnell Blake and 100 for Wade Egan So yeah. some big ones coming up uh, certainly for those three if, if not Sean so yeah
2: I keep checking Sean's Instagram every two seconds to hope that baby's uh... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's, it's
1: funny it's funny Um Team List Tuesday they did that um, Milestones post but they said Sean 200, walks 200, AFB 150. Then they did another post today, um, where they they said the same thing, except they dropped short off it. Yeah, exactly. so yeah. that so the most yeah. was AFB, Dylan, Wade, and um, a couple of the blokes on Twitter have just gone back to them saying, Hey, I think you left one out. Um, <laughs> but I, th- I think I think that probably tells you something, I think. Um, yeah. And 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 fair enough too, mate. Like my missus is giving birth. I'm not flying Aussie to play a game. Like it's not. I don't think that's reasonable. You know, his head won't be there anyway. And well, we all know if Sean's head's not yeah. like there, he doesn't play well. You know, so. Yeah. And then
3: he'll get his two hundredth uh, at Mount Smart. So sorry. Of,
1: yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you think
3: it's some sort of um, Raiders type? Rush? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 Oh dear. Uh,
0: very good. Well, boys,
1: any um, any final thoughts you'd like to throw into the mix? Um, we'll get you on again, so I don't feel like this is your your last your last shout. But um, yeah, anything you'd want to throw in there, Sammy?
0: Um,
2: no, I think you know it's been a great season. I think uh, hopefully we can make the playoffs. I think if we looking at areas in our squad that we need to boost up on, obviously RTS coming in and sort of fills the gap at centre. I yep. think we. Um, we, we stick with that. We've got some young guys coming through, you know, want to sort of pour too much money into into that position or the wing. Um, but I think we've got to go after a front rower. Yeah. Uh, or a back. You know, I, mean, I mean, we spoke about the Bunty thing before. I watched Bunty quite closely in that game. And the amount of times he fails to get on his front.
1: Yeah.
2: Almost every tackle. And it just slows everything down. I, I mean, he, <clears throat> he hits the line hard, but he just some reason his body position they just managed to spin him and they get him on his back a lot and um yeah i think he's getting to the to the twilight of his career and i think we're going to start you know i know we've got some young guys coming through but i think just a, a good experience middle um would help for next year so um but all in all it's great stuff i mean i've even got my older brother into the warriors he hates the Warriors, but now he's, he's watching games in canada at 4am so uh there's wins all around
1: that's awesome,
3: mate. No baby, Shan... Shan. Yeah, Sammy makes a, a good point there of um, Blake's getting into the Warriors now. I mean, I think it's just been great, especially after everything they sacrificed, you know, three years in Australia to now, we, you know, as us fans as well, we're seeing the uh, the benefits of Webby as, as a coach and everything seems to be going well. So I'm hoping we make the finals and we, we go deep and yeah, I reckon it's going to be just up the wires every week, mate, and we're going to make it and we're going to, hopefully we get there and Mate, if we make the grand final, how good would that be? Well, all of us will have to be there. We'll have to get get together. hundred percent.
1: We'll be pre-game drinks at my place, mate. I'll tell you. Oh,
3: absolutely, mate. And oh, I reckon, surely I he's, uh, Webby gets coach of the year, even the weight low, like, even now. Oh, I reckon. absolutely.
1: Hundred percent. Like, if you asked any yeah. group of pundits right before the start of the year, they'd say Bulldog squad's better than ours. Yeah. Right, and they would have said Cerrado is a better coaching talent than Webby. And so you know they would have said the dogs will rise up the ladder and we'll stay down the bottom, and the right. exact opposite has happened. And you know, I mean, I think Benny ben has done well at the Titans, uh, the Dolphins as well. Um, but you know, in a lot of ways, we're a new club. You yeah. know, like our training base has changed, our rosters have massive turnover, our spine is totally different. Um, you know, there's there's as it's it's almost closer to. A dolphin situation of a new club than it is to a bulldog situation of a rebuild, in my yeah. opinion. And I, yeah, I, I, think it's an absolute no-brainer that it's Webby Coach of the Year. Even if from here we only win like four more games and we finish ninth, I still reckon yeah. it's a fantastic think,
3: coaching performance. I just love watching his press conferences. Hey, eh? he's so well-spoken and yeah, it just yeah, it just yeah. gets you. It just makes you want to run through a brick wall, mate. He's just so good. Yeah. Yeah. we're, yeah, we're going to get him on the...
1: we're going to get him on again later in the year oh, so um and uh have a bit of a yarn to him and sort of yeah talk nice. him up talk him up to his face but um i'm sort of i'm quite keen to sort of start pushing him on some of the you know the way he looks at next year you know what he's done this yeah. year and what what do you do next like because at the start of the year he talked about we looked at these three things and we built on that and we've Rolled that out, and it's got to here. So, what do you do as a second year coach, Webby? Because um, I think he's again, he's going to surprise us with what he says.
2: We got. And right. you've got to remember too that I'm this back. is not his team. You know, he's he's inherited this team. He didn't exactly. bring anyone in. So yep. once he starts just adding a few pieces, maybe
0: we can add a Penrith guy here and there. It's going to be good. Absolutely, yeah. We haven't had a Dally M coach of the year at the Warriors, I don't think. Um, but he's ever be a red hot. Daniel favorite. Anderson didn't. Uh, did he? Yeah, maybe he did get it actually. Yeah, no, you're right. But um, it, it tends to go to a team that absolutely dominates, which that's not the case this year. Very even comp, or a, someone a team that improves massively. And yeah, he's pretty much the only candidate for me.
3: How do you um, um how do you reckon Nathan Brown's feeling watching the Warriors go so good? Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> he probably pat himself on the back
0: uh, for laying the foundations. What do
3: Oh my god! Yeah, you're. I didn't. uh, didn't I'm not going to bite
0: Shannon to say. I didn't ask him to say that. I'm I'm not going
1: to bite. All all I am going to say is, um, he kind of like. I don't think Nathan Brown was a good coach, but whatever he left behind was good enough, solid enough that Webby could flip it around in six weeks. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. If you really busted the joint up, you like, no, I don't care who you are, you can't flip it around in a pre season of six weeks. And Webby did, so I reckon, like, believe me, I don't want to see Nathan Brown anywhere near the joint again. But I reckon we've gone a bit overboard on him because the truth is, whatever he left behind could be, you know, put a um, give it a good sanding and a coat of varnish, and all of a sudden it looks pretty good, right? In a couple of months. So I think I think it's just put that in perspective.
0: Well, That's the case. I think we might need to reassess Graham, Mark Grahams and Matt Elliott's uh, 10 years in charge, just personally. Um, one thing I did want to run past you, fons if we've got a quick second, um, rumours that Brian Smith is going to be brought in as, as, uh, in as an advisor to Brad Fittler and if Fittler gets retained by the Blues. Now, they mustn't have paid attention to the Warriors' stint with Brian Smith there. Because he's a serial meddler, and I just can't think of a worse decision. I'd rather leave it as is rather than bring Brian Smith into a New South Wales Origin setup. So, or- I'm, I'm, if if you ask me,
1: um, who can I get on the pod that I'd love to have a yarn to? The top three is Brian Smith, um, because of his. I, I, so in Sydney rugby league circles, uh, blokes I know follow Saints and that he's very well regarded people who have met him talked to him know him he's very well regarded and you got to remember when he was going through the Warriors we had that shit show of an ownership issue going on. We had the Auckland Rugby League and um, and Robo's mob part owning and it was dysfunctional and all the rest of it and I I yeah so um, I know I'm, I'm not dismissive of Brian Smith at all I think he's a he's a very smart footy mind. Um, I think he he would add something to New South Wales. Um So no, I, I personally, I, I um, I got plenty of time for Brian
0: Smith. Um, I, I do. You yeah. might see Nathan Cleary go into representative retirement uh, in, the, in a similar way that we uh, saw Sean Johnson foot first out yeah. the door at the Warriors. Well,
1: well, I was I was wondering if you were going there because that's a bit of the. Yeah, no, of that's bad. why I
0: can't call Brian Smith. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sort of get your thoughts on that, Fonz. I know you do. Have a uh, honestly, hypen. mate, if you go and talk to you Know people from
1: clubs he's been involved with. Um, they'll talk about he's got some flaws, but m- some very senior people, very well respected people, will tell you he's very like good footy brain, um, contributes a lot to a club. So, yeah, you he won't hear me sledging spithy. Um, unless someone wants to finally spill the beans on what happened with SJ in 20, <laughs> 2018
3: 19. Yeah, what
0: I'll sure we'll get the lowdown and some someone will have a book one day um so yeah. wrap it up there boys since we've um since we have already taken up an extra half an hour of the time of your time than intended thanks for bearing with me through those uh through those snafus earlier on and we'll definitely have you on uh later on love your support and uh and love your contributions today so thanks for joining us no worries thanks for having me bro it was a good time thank you thanks will appreciate it mate
2: thanks fons awesome shannon great to meet you you too, mate. Thank Go you. the Warriors. Love the
0: Warriors. Thirteen plus this week, boys. Thanks to Kings Container Crew. You can take us out, Fonzie.
1: Ah, nothing to add, mate. Go the Warriors.